0: Thank you all for joining us here on Talking Tigs. Welcome to another great episode. This is Scott Gerard joining me as always. Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger. It's here, folks. Football is here. We are gearing up for Week One. We already had a little bit of taste in Week Zero. Well, we'll definitely talk about one of those games because LSU's first opponent actually played FSU. Beat actually they beat Duquesne forty-seven to seven. We'll talk about that. Their matchup with the Tigers in New Orleans. And, you know, the rest of college football, because oh, it's back, baby. It's back. But uh, before we do, I want to check in with you guys. See if, I don't know if y'all check your temperature, see if you're as excited about college football as uh, the rest of every, you know, God-fearing
1: American. How y'all doing? Doing good. Good to be back with you and good to be back in football season. I think, I think I'm think you know, i about as excited as, as I think we're all, as we all are, I mean felt like a kid on Christmas Eve um, waking up in the morning on, on Saturday because they had game day on. Um, and, of course, that was almost like week zero is almost kind of like a like a, a a prep week. You know, it's not it, – it doesn't have the official feel. So this weekend is going to be legit with a long weekend, you know, great games on Saturday, games on uh, – then we're playing on Sunday and, I, and games on Monday night too, so – a um thursday friday saturday yeah there's saturday. one of the other games on thursday too Take your take your pick yeah i mean it's it's a it's a great weekend and looking forward to it and i'm ready to break it down with y'all
2: yeah i'm excited as well like you said tommy saturday was a good kind of table setter for the season with a pretty surprisingly good game between uh northwestern and nebraska nebraska choking as is tradition <laughs> under scott frost uh, but yeah, we're, as we record on Monday, we're only three days away from the Thursday games and really the full first slate of a college football. And they really cooked up some heaters at the beginning, big non-conference games, uh, including LSU own uh, in the prime time on Sunday. So that's just about as good as it gets. And, uh, the wind may be taken out of our sails next week. If things turn out like the UCLA game, but fingers crossed, that's not the case. And, uh, yeah, happy to discuss all that with y'all today.
1: Yeah, Daniel, right. don't even go there. It's not <laughs> happening again.
0: No, although it's interesting, though, that uh, our first opponent this year is Brian Kelly's same first opponent last year, and they, like, barely won in overtime
1: against... Oh, that, that was a great game. Yeah. That was when, Um, was it McKenzie Milton almost, like, led Notre Dame... I mean, almost led uh, Florida State back. And, I think like, so, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Yeah, and um, that was when he...
0: I guess made the famous quote of, "You know, what do you think about your team's execution?" Well, I'm boring, <laughs> <it." laughs> yeah. Um, but also, interestingly enough, uh, God, I mean, I mean, Notre Dame's. You know, they they've got some pretty good uh, games to start, but um, I don't know. Um, this one will be interesting. And when you're when you're saying, "Oh yeah," am I mean, just waking up college game day? And you, I just know you're so excited to watch Nebraska and Northwestern in Ireland. Yeah, that was the cool part. I think it was very early, you know, because of that. But yeah, we can talk about that later. But um, I think Frost Seed is hot already. Ha ha. Um, so, so LSU finally in game week, and I want to I want to talk about you know what the matchups are going to be. But I guess the you know there's two major storylines coming out. I guess of this weekend as far as LSU goes. They had a scrimmage Saturday. Don't really know much about, you know, who did what. But um, we found out that, well, I don't know, John Emery, he was uh, suspended the first two games, uh, but he was going to appeal that. I don't think they've heard anything yet. But from what he said, he's like, yeah, my GPA is like a 3.8, 3.9, so I don't don't know. And I still think it's kind of bizarre that they're extending – they've extended it two games for no reason but as far as we know still John Emery's not playing right from,
1: from what i've heard um it's that he he wasn't suspended or his original suspension was for a semester not a full year. Uh, no like it it had to be for a full semester i guess not like a a certain number of games and the number of weeks that they count as a semester didn't fall into the full to that didn't fall into the amount of time that was in the season last year okay so basically like like he like i mean it's this is stupid like i'm not saying i'm not i'm not saying i support this or whatever but <laughs> he like you <just> stamped it <laughs> i approve if if uh if there were like we'll say 15 there are 15 weeks in a semester according to the ncaa LSU season from his suspension last year to to then was only 13 weeks and so now he has to serve the the next two two weeks. Now why he couldn't serve those two weeks like during off season? Like why that I couldn't count, you know, any other time? I don't know. Yeah,
2: he uh he, he didn't get Boulder, credit man. for time served.
1: Yeah, really. Or why couldn't he just set out the first two weeks of the fall camp or something? That's you what I, don't, I I don't understand, but they they I mean they really want to take their pound of flesh. I guess um, so, still waiting on that. But you know, I think at this
0: point, we just have to assume he's not playing. Um, second thing of big news was um, quarter, uh, apparently, Brian Kelly has decided his starting quarterback, but it's a secret. <laughs> We're not going to tell anybody until right before kickoff so that we have an advantage in the game. It's which, a, you it's know a, what? I,
1: I get it, right? It's like kind of strategic. I don't it's know. It's a tactical power- advantage copyrighted by brian Brian kelly (laughs) yeah um
0: okay i i'm I'm happy to break this down i I, i'm glad that a coach would think that way because i don't know if orgeron or miles would i mean they they would be a little bit coy right sometimes but i don't know um i just feel like playing
2: we didn't we not know who it was last year when we did this, it was for the bowl game when John Trey Kirkland started a quarterback. And we like were, yes. we're trying to find one.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's, that was that was that was not tactical. That was necessity. <laughs> right.
2: Well, I, I said this was going to happen last week. I was like, Brian Kelly's not going to say it until the game. So not that this is some in-depth analysis, but uh, it, it does make sense. considering Daniels and Nussmeyer have pretty varied skill sets. I don't think it's really going to give us a big edge one way or the other. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still pretty much the same offense. And I think there's—I mean, they're not. I'm not going to say they're the same quarterback,
1: but I think they're very similar. I think Daniels will clearly run more, but I still think that you know, if you're going to run read options with him, I think you could still run read options with with Nussmeier.
2: Yeah. I think it really only matters maybe the first like drive or two of the game when you have kind of the scripted set of plays and then the other team slots to make a defensive adjustment. And after that past the first quarter, it's kind of anybody's ball game. Uh, and then I think last year, our first game ended up zero zero against UCLA. Then it all went downhill. So maybe no mm. repeats of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We're, we're definitely not going to repeat
0: that. Um. But I, I don't know. And there's something else he said that kind of stuck out to me. He said, this isn't, you know, I'm going to, you know, I think I knew about 48 hours ago. He said that in his press conference today, Monday, the 29th. And he said, yeah, I knew 48 hours ago. So I guess he decided, you know, some somewhere the day of the scrimmage. Um, I don't know. It's you said they're not going to be one A, one B. It's going to be one and two. Hmm. They're both going to play this year, but just not like it's not going to be, you know, some you get a drive, you get a drive. Right. And I don't think they should do that. Um which I don't know, I, I think I, I'm i I'm, re- I'm just I'm still kind of really surprised that Garrett Nesmeyer was supposedly pushing this right up until the week before kickoff. So I, I don't know. It's like he must have like made up a lot of ground in the offseason more than I ever could have anyone could have imagined. Cause that, <clears throat> this would mean that uh he would have been the starting quarterback over Miles Brennan. Like if Jaden Daniels never came into the picture, like no one would have saw that, right? Like we would have been what? Wait a second. What's this? What's this Kelly guy doing? Not Miles is our savior, but you know here this is this is where we are. Um, I'm I know we'll see him. I imagine if who had a pretty comfortable lead, we'd see him a lot sooner. Uh, well, I guess we can discuss how viable that would be. You know, when we're breaking down the game, but um, I don't know. Do you? I, I think that just having the game in New Orleans on a night night game marquee. National stage—that's all the advantage we need. I don't—I don't think like concealing your starting QB's identity is really going to fool them that much because they don't have film on either of them, right? What film you have from Nussmeier is garbage time. What film you have on Jaden Daniels is a
1: completely different team, completely different system. So, well, and also like what film you have of, of Nussmeier, I think is two different offensive coordinators. Like, and they're yeah. and neither of them were really that like neither of them had success. So, uh, it, well. I should. Neither of them had success with Nussmeier. You know, you can right. you kind of argue. I mean, like Insamier had had success, but um, I mean, Jake Peets, God bless him. I don't think right. anybody. I don't. If any, if you, if anybody's watching film of film from that year or from from his time as offensive coordinator, I I, I would hope that that will be not helpful at all because we'll be throwing all that in the trash.
0: Right, right. So I don't know. Do you do you think it really gives us an advantage to like? not name our QB, even though we all kind of know who it probably is.
2: Uh, Well, Like I said, I think it's okay, but not going to move the needle hugely one way or the other. And also not to look too far into the future, but after Florida State, we play Southern. So no matter who the starting quarterback is against Florida State, I'm sure both will be getting significant playing time against Southern. And that's probably where the real kind of decision will be made once they get a good look at both. Uh, before Mississippi State and the SEC schedule ahead of that, so if somebody can take us through this first one, then uh, I think we'll be okay. Tommy's scowling a little bit. I don't know if you have a disagreeing. Well, I, I just thing, think you know, that, right? like,
1: let's just say Jaden Daniels goes out there and, and throws three touchdowns, runs for one, and, and throws for three hundred yards with no inter- with like no interceptions. I don't think that I don't think that uh, Garrett Nesbitt's performance against Southern is necessarily going to take the job away from him.
2: You That's know, a good I mean, point but I still feel like yeah like just given the nature of the beast they're not going to keep their starting quarterback in No
1: no you'll definitely see Nussmeier if not this week then next week
2: Yeah barring some catastrophe we're battling out at the end but uh, yeah. yeah
1: but like I don't think that like let's just say Daniels looks cuz there, there are a lot of people who are saying like Daniels looks really good and you know he he's going to be the guy he he is operating that offense oh gosh I forget who it was it might've been jock no it wasn't jock it was uh, a mike scarborough from tiger bait you know uh that that source um he said that you you can tell when jane daniels comes in comes in on the field because uh the whole offense like calms down and there's no issues with like play calls and and adjustments and everything just because he's got three years experience on him under his belt or whatever and so um I just think that like if if Jaden Daniels is ends up as good as kind of we hope he is and and as some people are saying he's going to be I I can totally see Nussmeyer can go out there and and you know play great and he's probably not going to lose his job of uh, unless unless he really really goes down right and I was thinking they like
0: there's probably only two scenarios where we wouldn't see Nassir this Sunday is if LSU isn't a tight game surprisingly, or even worse, like if they're playing from behind, but I mean, I, I can't imagine Jaden Daniels going out there and just kind of having a completely bad game to where they have to go to Nussmeyer. I, yeah, I,
1: don't, I don't see that happening. Right. Well, and I mean, I, I think it's as much talking about LSU, you know, our, ourselves and, and the, uh, and Nussmeier versus Daniels and our team. Also, I mean, I don't know if Florida State's going to be that good. Like, I mean, they Not beat 40. now they beat Duquesne. That they beat him, and they beat him pretty soundly. I think it was forty-seven-seven, and there was that uh the the big stat that I think you probably saw all, all over Sports Center is the three rush or three rushers for a thousand, a hundred yards. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I can't even tell you where Duquesne is. Oh. Pennsylvania. I looked it up. it's <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> are yeah. they? Are they? Are they Division One? No, they're
0: FBS. Well, they're Division One FBS or FCS. I'm sorry. Yes, FCS. Yeah. Okay. They are in, and I've never even heard of this. The Northeast Conference. Huh.
2: Kind of similar um, to the SEC,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. It's. Well, I mean, we. I guess we can kind of just kind of dovetail into uh, to FSU you know, the, the matchup stuff, but I think um, it, it'll be interesting because, you know, FSU was obviously very run-heavy pass. I mean, they did pass some. Their starter, I think, it had over 200 yards, but none of them threw any – I mean, they played three quarterbacks. None of them threw any touchdowns. There was one interception. There could have been more, um, but it'll be interesting because I think LSU is kind of the opposite, right? Like, we, we thought our running game was going to be – play a little bit more of a factor but our starter's out so we'll, we'll I don't know we might end up being a little bit more pass slash Jaden, Jaden Daniels yeah Heavy, right maybe at least to see how how the FSU defense responds but just kind of interesting inverse uh inverse proportions there
1: I just find it I find it hard to believe that uh I mean I don't think that they're gonna have to- or I, I would put money on it. They're not going to have three hundred yard rushers against Sheet. So, and, and if that, I mean, if you when you look at the stat, I, I wasn't able to watch the game in real time because it was on the ACC network. But yeah, uh, it was a rain delay. So, but um, I, you know that like like you said, Scott, it was a huge. It was a big rushing attack. And I mean, when your quarterback only has two hundred yards and no touchdowns, that's you know you're not you're not trying to throw throw it around too much. Um, I, I think our defensive line is going to be able to stop them and, and should be able to control the the line of scrimmage to where, um, that's just not a possibility. And then, you know, is Jordan Travis going to be able to beat, uh, LSU, you know, in the air? I don't think so. Because if he was, if he was a surgical precision passer, don't you think he'd be slicing up Duquesne as well? I yeah. would think so. I, would think I mean, so. with that
2: with that rushing attack, I think it calls into question one of the biggest points, not of concern, but like the or uncertain for LSU, which is the linebacking core. We've got a lot of pieces there, but not a whole ton of starting experience. You've got like four or five guys you can mix in between like Micah Baskerville, Mike Jones, Greg Penn, obviously true freshman Harold Perkins. Uh, but if they can step up and make the tackles to supplement like you said, Tommy, that very good defensive line, and then force Jordan Travis to attack the corners that we have. Then I think LSU comes out in that defensive matchup there. Mm-hmm. on the On the offensive side of the ball, I think uh, the other problem is our rushing attack. Considering that John Emory looks like he will not suit up, whether Noah Kane and Armani Goodwin and whoever else they give the rock to can, uh, Williams, yeah, can relieve some of the pressure from the quarterback he has not been named and uh, balance the offense in that way, because we know our passing attack has so many weapons, especially outside, even though Malik neighbors is kind of coming off an ankle injury. We've still got plenty of wide receivers and uh, tight ends that are supposedly been having a great camp. But I think that that rushing attack, somebody's got to step up there.
0: Yeah. And I, I think they will. Um, I mean, that was supposedly that was one of the strengths of actually the of FSU's uh, defense was their, defensive line. I think ours is just going to be too too much to overcome. But putting it back to um LSU's flip side to uh, FSU's defensive line, uh Brian Kelly also named our offensive line starters. So he kinda he kinda tipped his cards to FSU that way, I guess. Uh I mean, come on, Brian, just just go all in if you're gonna be secretive about it. No. Um I mean I think we all know who's gonna be a left tackle, but um I forget it, but it's gonna be uh uh Frazier, uh we had Deliger at center. We're gonna have Cam Wire on the right tackle. Um forgetting one now.
2: Um yeah, left tackle Will Campbell, Will Campbell and then right right guard Anthony Bradford.
0: Bradford, thank you. Uh so I I think that'll be the interesting matchup is LSU's offensive line against FSU's defensive line. Mm-hmm. I don't think FSU's offensive line is gonna be able to handle LSU's defensive line because if you saw some of the plays, I mean there's there's highlights, you don't have to please don't force yourself to go watch this FSU game, but the highlights are there. You can see it's like some of the, some of the runs that these FSU backs got with these yards. A lot of it was them breaking tackles. So it was all on them, not necessarily their line play because they were hitting the backfield plenty of times. Duquesne just cannot tackle. It looks like, a, you know a, a power five conference versus like a high FBS. school yes yeah exactly so just imagine you know the days back when lsu used to just steamroll guys but you know it kind of took us a while to get going like they went well this, by the way first thing i uh, just to tell you where fsu's program is this is their first like season opening win since 2016 mm. right and they, i mean they almost did last year against notre dame yeah but, you know they didn't pull it out um but i think I think their offensive line i mean it, it, I know they had three one hundred yard rushers, and i I mean that just says something right there like I mean it's Brian Kelly said it, it grabbed my attention i mean it does it stands out like even if it is a bad team, like it's really hard to get three one hundred yard rushers, but I just don't think the level of competition can even you know just quantify that stat to make it believable that they're gonna even gonna
1: have maybe one this upcoming weekend. Maybe. And, you know, it's like that's the Maybe. thing about like like it's hard it's it's hard to to gauge because you know we're used to or at least I'm used to like when I'm when I think about like an opening kind of a kind of a more cupcake team or whatever like I'm at least either it's either it's like a a, a uh, Northwestern or McNeese, where it's something where we kind of know them because they're, because they're our area. It's Louisiana. So it's like, okay, I, I know that they're going to be like Northwestern is not going to be that good. McNeese can, sometimes it can be kind of good, but, or it's like a conference USA or Sunbelt team where, okay, like, you know that like, yes, uh, we'll just say, you know, South Alabama is not going to be a, a, it should be a, a very easy win for almost any SEC team. But also, you know the competition there is going to is going to be it's still Division One, so we, like with this with Duquesne, like it's hard for me to take a ton away from from uh, Florida State's you know commanding victory, um, just because it's like how you know, how good are they? How good? Like what are are they? Were they really like just running a scrimmage? Basically, I mean, were they just running like seven on seven or you know against air? think they were throwing everything that they could at him uh I mean it was um it
0: was only like uh what was it like I think it was six to nothing like halfway through the first quarter I think towards the end of the first quarter it was you know like uh, 13 to zero or something just you know just very low then they got a couple field goals and they just it, it really wasn't that impressive I will say this I think it kind of played into why they ran so much I mean it was raining a lot there so Obviously, they don't want to just sling a, a slick football around, but I mean, still, you would have some passing. But I think at some point, like you said, Tommy, you could pick apart their defense at least after three quarters. But they didn't. Um, but I think that's the other interesting thing is um, FSU. They, you know, everyone's taking advantage of the transfer. You you win by it, you lose by it, right? Um, I don't know who they had leave, but apparently, like FSU had some of the worst receivers in the ACC last year. They had some guys come in. But I don't think, uh, even though, like I, I think they're tr- they will still you know they're still trying to find some some rhythm so some cohesion kind of like we are on defensively. But I feel like LSU has the advantage because they're all the corners, even though they've never played together and they're all coming from different parts of the country. Really, uh, I, I think that you know some we touched on last week. Our I think our our you know our safeties and all that. That's that's going to be our release valve but the defensive line is what's going to give these guys time to gel and there's not going to be as much pressure on them you know like you're saying if we were playing ucla uh you know i don't know i don't know how that's going to be uh, i don't think fsu is going to be as much of a threat initially if we stay in the game and just you know get bogged down yeah we can give up some plays here and there but i don't think that's going to be the case
1: yeah the other thing is like i i just i have to believe and until you know we see it we won't know until we see it on the field but Judging by the way that uh, you know Brian Kelly has been in the past, I have to believe that we're going to be very well prepared. We're not going to come out there kind of flat footed like we did last year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, yeah. Scott, you did bring up a good point though, because the last time that Brian Kelly played FSU in an opening game, <laughs> um, they did kind of his team did kind of come out flat footed. But I, I don't know. I just it just does not feel it doesn't feel right that you know to to i I don't feel like i should be worried although i'm like talking myself out of it now 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 i'm talking myself into being worried
2: well i guess all that being said do y'all want to put your money where your mouth is lsu's favored by three points do we have any any score predictions or or final thoughts on this
1: i in my heart of hearts my gut of guts i think we cover i think we win big and i think that it's I think that when we look back on it, I think that we're going to, I think that right now, and again, like, I'm like, I'm like stressing myself out about it, but I think we're going to go back and like talk about it this time next week and be like, man, they were not that good, man. We, you know, I think we're going to beat them, you know, like kind of like, like they beat Duquesne. I don't know about four. I'm not going to say 47 to 40, I mean, 47 to seven, but I'll say, you know, let's say, I, I think we beat them by mm, 24 points maybe
0: you know uh 35 to 10. Yeah uh I I was leaning that way after watching some of this game and just reading up on FSU and kind of just glancing at what Duquesne might have been about last year and just as a program same with FSU because they've been down for a while uh I mean obviously they all their them and their fans think they're just gonna boat race us this weekend because they had three 100 yard rushers but I, I think they're going to have a, a rude awakening. Um, I mean, their offense, we'll, we'll see what they can do against our defense. But their, their defense, like, Duquesne, first of all, they they almost ran – they almost had a pick six. It, it wasn't against their FSU's backup, but I, I don't know. I just there, – there's too many things. Like, there was so many dropped passes and interceptions on FSU's part where I just felt like, you know, maybe they were looking ahead. But it's like anytime you're looking ahead, you're obviously – I don't know, you're just, you're not focused. Uh, and I don't, I don't think I want to have, like maybe four tackles was the most any one player had. I think they had one sack, you know, and this is against uh, an FCS school. I mean, they, they played one, I think one big division school last year, TCU lost 45 to three. So mm. I just, you know, it kind of tells you where they're at. And I, I initially thought LSU 41 to 17, but you know, yeah. then, you know, it's like, well, we don't have our starting running back. We our offensive offensive line was just named, and you know they they'll, they could probably tweak that on the go because they probably will. In um, our defensive, you know, our secondary is, uh, you know, we we know we have based on previous years' statistics, but uh, you know we'll we'll see how they work in LSU with this new system. I paired it back a little bit. I'm going to say thirty eight. I guess I'm just taking off three points then. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I just feel like uh, we'll say 35 to 20
2: LSU. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I'm going to play the devil's advocate here a little bit.
1: Daniel says LSU loses.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. I actually texted Tommy about this earlier today that I kind of have a gnawing feeling in my stomach about this game. Just Maybe it's because I've been burned too many times, uh, considering LSU has lost their past two openers against Mississippi State in 2020 and against UCLA in devastating fashion last year. When last year was supposed to be the season that we had it turned around after the 2020 debacle. True. Um, And then plus... The last game that LSU did play was against Kansas State when we got throttled in the bowl game. Obviously, that was a completely different team. That was a different team. We had John Trey Kirkland at quarterback, and uh, half the team was like MIA. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But it's still just somewhat worrying that LSU is going to come out flat. Half the team was
1: MIA, and all the players who were on the field now play for Arkansas.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But something's just going to happen. That that being said, I think we are the more talented team, uh, more experienced, and Florida State always finds a way to bungle it as well, kind of similar to Nebraska. So I think LSU still comes away with a win, but uh, a little bit closer than what y'all were saying. They they squeeze by up the spread. I'll say thirty-one twenty-seven. So a, a decently high-scoring affair. Um, mm. a fun game. A, a few fingernails may be shed, but uh, Tigers in the end. See, I I just feel I feel like. And, and I don't know
1: why, but I, I feel like our defense is actually going to be, I feel like we're going to be having a return to somewhat to form, you know, like I, I don't think our defense has been good the past two years. Um, and that's something that we, that LSU is, you know, it's like you could always count on your LSU's defense for gosh, 15, 20 years, keeping you in a game. And you might, you might still lose. You know, I think about like the game against uh, uh, when, when Dak came and, and, uh, you know, beat us, uh or I guess we went there. I think it was at Mississippi State, but anyways, yeah. um, you know, like that, they were. I think they were number one in the nation at the time. But that was. I mean, we still had. We were. We played them still close, and it wasn't because of our offense. Because of our defense it was really keeping us in the game. I. I feel like, hopefully, with um a lot of the additions we've had, the additions in the secondary, a lot we've got a lot of um. I feel like we got a lot of depth now, and we got a lot of age. And and experience meaning like not just like oh he's a junior, but also like you know uh, like Joe Fusha coming from Arkansas, he's he's had and Greg Brooks also from Arkansas, uh, they've played meaningful football and like were you know starters who beat a And M like you know the the one of the top teams in the nation last year. So like I feel like that should um, hopefully ground us a little bit and. Because I mean, when we couldn't stop anybody against UCLA last year, that was really what hurt us. Is it like you said, Scott? We ch- we kind of got in a boat race, and what you know when it's a, when it's you score here, we score there. It's it was hard for us to really keep up with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when your quarterback's throwing no look passes behind his back. But um, I think I don't know I. Well, we're all, we're all in on the Tigers. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all right. So, what do you think of this? How about a prop bet? Do you think uh, FSU? I, I, don't, I don't. I think we can all safely say they won't have three hundred yard rushers this weekend. Do you think they have one? Yes. Uh, yeah. I, if I had to say
2: yes,
1: I guess I could say yes because that might be all they have. That's like, what I was going to say. I, I like. I. I don't think. I think that if if they have any success offensively it's gonna to have to be on the uh yeah and the my ground. guess it would
0: be it would be Treshawn Ward that guy was the guy was putting on some good moves last night even though he was you know it was against Duquesne but uh it was I mean he's good you know the the running backs they have are good I just don't think they can just hope let them carry them to victory against FS against LSU in the Superdome um, okay let's turn it around do you think LSU is gonna have a hundred yard rusher no yeah, yeah, probably not. If it is, it's probably Jaden Daniels. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, think about it. If, we're, if, if we do kind of take control of the game, I imagine they're not going to want to just sling it all four quarters. Uh, if we do, it's because of garbage time. Like LSU's a, up enough to where we can just comfortably run. So I'll say maybe.
2: Yeah. I, I will See, say this. This is not high level football, but I think whichever team wins the turnover battle, like, will win this game, because Florida State had one fumble and one interception against Duquesne, and if LSU's defense can harass them into coughing it up in bad situations, then that could turn the tide. And in a similar fashion, if Jaden Daniels and/or Garrett Nussmeyer uh, gets flustered and then ends up gifting Florida State, so like, you can see. It you seen it happen in the opening kickoff and you're at your own 20. And then uh, this, like against Alabama versus LSU in 2020, when uh, Tua fumbled and then the game was like over at the very beginning. If that type of thing happens, you never know.
1: Although hey, national championship. Uh, didn't J- Joe throw an interception like right at the beginning?
2: Yeah. I thought it was all over.
1: I, I I thought it was all over too. I was like, this is not good. I mean, we can't go this far. No.
0: Never had a doubt in my mind. Um, so obviously, there's a good some other you know there's a good slate of games this weekend other than ours. Obviously, you know we got Ohio State, and Notre Dame. Um, oh, well, I don't know. I didn't want to. I did want to mention this because we you know the whole Scott Frost thing. Did you? Because I don't know. There's a two degrees of separation here. Bo Pelini was fired, and Scott Frost was their replacement, right? When was what he was 67 and 27 when they fired him, he had like so many nine-win seasons. Obviously, they wanted more, but in his first few seasons at Nebraska, Scott Frost is 15 and 30. So, So, even if he wins 50 games straight. He's still not going to match Bob Polini. <laughs> That's just crazy. I'm sorry. I think the guy, you know, bless his heart, but I don't think it's good. Cool. He tried a he tried an onside kick. Up that was think, bad. What, two two touchdowns. He was up twenty eight to seventeen or something. And he tried an onside kick. Oh, I thought we had it. I thought it might give us some momentum. No, you idiot! It started a rally. Yeah, really. Sorry. I, he's not an idiot. I, he's played more football than I have, but. <laughs> I mean, hindsight's twenty forty. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. What? Uh, I don't know. Which do you think there'll be any surprises this weekend? Do you think Notre Dame could pull off
1: the upset? Mm, I, I don't think that. I don't think Notre Dame's gonna. Uh, I don't think Notre Dame could pull off the upset because. Yeah, uh, I from from everything from all the experts, everybody's saying Ohio, this This Ohio State's you know this team is going to be a killer Ohio State team. I think if you want to talk about an upset. Potentially, Oregon, uh, Georgia might be more might be more upset. Alert! Not saying it's going to happen, but I, I I would if you tell me one of these upsets is going to happen, I'm I'm betting on Oregon over uh, Notre
2: Dame. Yeah, those are both good games. I actually have to think. I, I think Georgia gets the job done versus Oregon. Uh, they they got Oregon at home and national champions versus team with a new coach uh but i think florida is it not might... a is
1: it not a neutral site like a opening weekend kind of game
2: oh the, well, they play uh mercedes-benz in atlanta okay, it's kind of like yeah. lsu with the lsu with the superdome yeah um but i, I think the florida gators might get it done against uh, utah in a pretty big non-conference match a, a lot of hype against huge
1: over uh, uh you know uh the huge upset
2: Mm-hmm. A lot of hype coming in around Utah this year after they had a pretty good, uh, or, or really good by their standards performance last year. Uh, but Florida's got them at home in the night game. I'm sure the swamp will be rocking. Uh, and if they win, people are going to be going crazy at my workplace come Monday morning. Uh, you have a lot so of that, Gator fans in your watch. office? Yeah, I was talking to a guy first thing this morning when I walked in, he was like, you like college football? And then I was like, yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I support LSU. He was like, oh, go Gators all the way. He's <laughs> like, I'm ready for Utah to come to town. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about uh another one i'm excited about cincinnati
0: arkansas uh yeah that'll be a good one um i mean cincinnati made the playoffs last year they didn't fare so well but uh i mean they made it so this will this will be a good measuring stick to see if it was really just a that one time or if they're like you know going to be like boise state where they kind of hang around with the big boys
1: yeah I mean, I, I, and I think also Arkansas who has a a ton of, um, expectation, you know, if if Arkansas comes out and blows the doors off them, they could skyrocket up the, up the, uh, the, uh, you know, polls or whatever you say rankings, just because I feel like, you know, Arkansas is returning so much talent. KJ Jefferson's back. Um, I mean, I think they have like an all, I think almost, all of their defense, except for the people we took from
2: them, is
1: back. Um, so I, I, I'm excited to see them play. So
2: yeah, that. and then we even got a game on Monday when Clemson plays Georgia Tech. I think Clemson takes care of business there, but in lieu of uh, Monday night football in the NFL, still got stuff going on, so that'll be fun. Also uh, back in Atlanta.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Chick-fil-A really has like the, the monopoly on college football because they do the Peach Bowl. And they do, and then they do two kickoff games now, and they do all the commercials. I mean, it's kind of just Chick Fil A season. <laughs> yeah, know. and
0: they they have like a Chick Fil A, you know, a, a restaurant, like essentially connected to the College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I mean, it's I, I don't know how much that like I I'm wondering if that was. <laughs> You know, indicate, wait, and didn't they like come. fund
1: the college football hall of fame?
0: I think they might have helped build it, maybe. I mean, that, I guess that would make more sense as opposed to just hey, we want to get involved in college football. It's uh, yeah, because like you're right, they, they did kind of just come out of nowhere the last few years and just
1: it's like them and Dr. Pepper fighting over the sport.
2: Well, uh. Well, speaking of of sponsors, get ready for more Caesars ads than you've ever seen in the LSU uh, game, because this is the first like big game in the Caesar Superdome, and not the. Uh, I thought um, it was the Caesar Superdome all last year. Oh wait, you're right. Never mind. nix that take. <laughs> but I think there still will be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Daniel. Daniel just uh,
1: slyly said that that there was a no no big games the Saints played last
2: year. <laughs> Saints for a the Saints were... Including the... And also the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> Mediocre at best. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think uh, just
0: kind of off topic, I think the Saints... I don't know. You guys... I think they could probably at least win the division this year. I don't know about beyond... As long as, you know, their quarterback... At least their first and two quarterbacks stay healthy. They could win the division.
1: What about Tom, though? Tom still there. And uh, you know what?
0: Tom's first season, they didn't win the... Uh, the, the Buccaneers didn't win the division. Saints yeah. won it. So... Yeah. I just think the Saints have too much. Like their defense is going to be scary good, and with our offensive additions, I don't know, man. It's
1: just staying healthy. I, think I feel like good. Jarvis Landry might be the uh might be the missing piece. Yeah, will,
2: will Michael Thomas ever see the field? <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: that's yeah. a good that's a good question. That'd be funny. Instead of can't guard Mike, it's can't play Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't dress, Mike.
2: Can't dress. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so I don't know, guys. I, I don't. Know. I think we kind of covered everything leading up to this weekend, unless you guys had some some thoughts we didn't get
1: to. Um, one final thing. I'm sure we'll talk about it next week as we as we kind of prep for the for you know week two. But I'm just going to put this on everybody's radar because we've talked about it for many, many for pretty much ever since this podcast started. Um, Texas and Alabama, which is probably going to be one of the i think that's that's gonna be the game day game in week two uh i i can't see a i can't see a reason why it wouldn't be uh and that game is scheduled to be played at 11 a.m so uh, I, I know like this is you know i i, I think that's gonna be you know May, now, maybe that's them kind of saying, like, look, I know it's going to be a big game as far as like atmosphere, but Texas is not going to be able to put on a, uh, you know, put up a fight. But how that's not like the, the primetime ABC game or, or SEC game or, or, you know, or it's not an SEC game at 3 p.m. I don't know.
2: Well, it's Fox Fox's like big noon kickoff event of the lifetime. Is it? Uh, is that
1: the big no- is that the Fox big noon kickoff?
2: Well, I, maybe they'll have to stuff both uh, stadium or um shows in there, but it's it's a Fox game, so I don't know whether they. Oh, get it is a Fox, Fox game. I don't okay. know whether they get precedence in that way or not. Well, I'm sure. I, I think that both. I'm sure both. I don't. I wonder if that's ever happened before. That
1: like pregame shows, both pregame shows go to one campus
2: because there's no other like really big games that week. No, there's not. Which you know, I'm like, I, we'll find out in time, I suppose.
1: Yeah. What if what if I what if game day gave, like did the ultimate the ultimate slight and said that it's pretty much the ultimate slight to Texas is like that y'all are not a big enough opponent to Alabama for us to go and then they go to like
2: they come I to could the Bad, honestly, honestly Bad I could Rouge see them do that.
1: I could see them going there. I could see them like going to like if Florida if Florida beats um uh who are they playing this if Florida beats Utah, I could totally see Flor- them going to Florida Kentucky. 'Cause that because then that that's a that's a big game then. Mm-hmm. You gotta think Florida becomes ranked and Kentucky, who's been hyped in the East all year. We talked about them last podcast. Um man, that I mean that would actually be a really good game then. Hmm. Something to look out for, but that's that's it. I I I, uh, I rest my case. Duly noted.
0: All right. Well, I guess uh I guess that's it for us. This week, uh, tune in this weekend for all of the football action. We will be happy to break it all down for you afterwards. LSU, FSU, first of course. Um, I, I think it's going to be a league we're going to have lots of positive things to talk about. It's going to be a good pod because LSU is just going to just going to break the Spears spirits and uh, we're just going to crush the Seminoles in New Orleans. So. I think we'll have a good week next week. Right, Tommy? Weren't you when then said that? It's like, you know, always <laughs> you want to have that first good week. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up, and then we'll, I guess we'll cast our eyes towards Southern, although, I don't know, just from what I can read online, man, it's like Southern people are so hyped about this game. They are I, so hyped to, like, tailgates at this game. Too. No, the
1: game doesn't even matter. It's going to be about the band. <laughs> it's going to be about the food. It's going to be about the tailgating atmosphere, Um, I mean, I feel like people are going to start setting up for this game on Thursday, Labor Day. (laughs) (laughs) And the the buses will come back from New Orleans and just go straight to to the campus. Right. But there is as
0: far as you know, would you say that there's there's not like any bad blood there based on something way in the past? Right. These these schools never really they've never even really played right it's just they're just living they're just in the same city Mm -hmm. and uh you know they're obviously in two different worlds as far as their their athletics go but uh i mean i yeah i could see southern being really hyped about it plus you know they'll they'll get to play in that
1: big ass stadium i mean i think it's probably gonna be one of the biggest games for for their program um Mm -hmm. and then they're gonna make a bunch of money right yeah i'm sure they're getting
0: because they don't have to pay any travel expenses either. Oh, that's yeah,
1: it's a good point. I never even thought about that, but yeah, all, all in the, the pocket. They're all. It's all going to go in their pocket. Yeah. Um. I'm, and also, you know, like there's a lot of uh, kind of back and forth. I feel like with or a lot of like, uh, like a lot of LSU players go to Southern Lab. You know, you think about Cardell Thomas went to Southern Lab. Ty Davis Price went to Southern Lab. Um. Uh. The the linebackers last year went in the first round or second round. Uh. Timon Clark? Timon Clark, yeah, he went to Southern Lab, I think. Um so you know, like I feel like that's kind of there's a lot of like um a lot of Baton rouge people kind of have an affinity to both. So it's going I think it'll be cool. I'm excited about it. Right on. Yeah. No, I yeah, I I think it would be an amazing
0: just game day atmosphere cuz like like you said, I, I don't think they would ex- they don't care about the game. They don't expect to win. They just they're there for the party yeah <laughs> yeah so i i can definitely appreciate that um all right well i think that'll about do it for us here i'm talking tigs like we said uh enjoy this weekend enjoy the labor day have a good one um i don't really have any plans yet just gonna lay low and watch some football take it easy um hope you guys do as well and check back with us next week we're gonna have this lsu fsu game all ready to uh to uh for you along with the rest of college football so until then Stay safe, stay tuned, have a great Labor Day weekend, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Ticks.